Hello everyone, welcome back to the Empowering Artist Podcast. My name is Rebecca and I am the host of this podcast. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are a new listener and if you are a returning listener, um, thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with me. I'm so excited um, to have you back. Hey guys, so I'm actually recording this. It's like 9.16 in the morning um, and I'm I'm usually on weekdays up around this time. I'm usually up at like 6.37. If I'm feeling like super ambitious, I'll be up at like 6, which doesn't really happen all that often. Um, But I'm not used to recording this early. Normally I'll get up and I'll just like answer emails or if I'm going to go um, teach like I've been doing like in person, like teaching at summer camps, um, I'm normally, you know, not really talking this much. Um, well, I guess, like, for the summer camps, I, like, talk a lot because, like, you know, kids. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm still, like, kind of waking up. I have my coffee. I had some breakfast. So, yes, um, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. But even though it is, um, you know, not normally when I record because normally I record in the afternoon or evenings, um, I'm super excited because um, of today's episode. And this is something that sort of came to me based off of something that's recently happened in my own life. And and I think it'll be a really good sort of story, lesson, um, something you can like learn um, from today's episode. And that is negotiations. Now, let me sort of uh, back up here. Negotiations, uh, this is mainly going to stem from this contract that I got. So let me just dive into the story. So I was, um, someone sent me an email and this person was with a local company, um, a theater company, and they were like, hey, would you like to teach these classes? Or we're interested in like having or running these classes, could you teach them? And I was like, yeah, sure, that would be great. So I was sent over the contract and I looked it over. And normally when I'm compensated for teaching, it's always like, you know, you're paid hourly. So it's like you're paid X amount of dollars for like per hour. So that's like pretty standard. And that's what I'm used to in most contracts. Um, This particular contract, I'd never seen this before. I was going to be compensated based off of the number of students that were in the class. And I would get 45% of the tuition. So what that basically means is that they needed a minimum number of students to run the class. Makes sense? And then let's say that the class itself cost $100 over like a span of a few weeks because that's what this class is. Um, So just for like math's sake and for it to be like, you know, easy math, um, that would be, so if uh, each student was paying $100 to take this multi-week class, and I was getting 45% of the tuition, that means I would get $45 per student. Cool, okay. Um, that sounds good, and it's not that it's not good, um, but that's $45 for the entire multi-week class. So let's say that the class was six weeks and it was $45 for that one student for six weeks, so six hours. So for dividing $45, by six hours worth of work, and I'll do that really quickly. It's 45 divided by six. That's $7.50 per student per hour. Now, 
$7.50 is way, way low. Um, that is just barely above the federal minimum wage in Virginia, where I'm from. Um, that was, that's like the minimum wage in Virginia at the time of this recording. So I would have basically for the six hours for one student, I would be making $7 and 50 cents an hour. Now there is a minimum number of students that are needed to run the class. So I believe the number originally, um, I forget what it was, but it wasn't that many students. And also with like COVID and everything, like social distancing, all that stuff, um, it's taken into consideration. So the number of students they could bring in is significantly reduced. Um, But a certain number of students are needed to run the class. Like, I don't know, I think like five is what I've seen a lot of uh, places do in order to run a class. So let's just say for argument's sake and for this hypothetical situation that in order for this class to even go, I would need five five students. So at that point, um, I would be getting seven dollars. So if I get seven dollars and fifty cents per each student, so it's seven dollars and fifty cents times five. So that'd be thirty seven dollars and fifty cents for this particular hypothetical. Um, Better. But for the area that I'm in, and I consulted actually with some other teaching artists in the area, um, that is like that's that's below um, that's below a standard rate for just um, my skill set, the fact that I have a degree, that I've been teaching for a long time, that I have you know professional credits from um, sort of recognized theaters in the area. Um, I was told to my face like that. Like anything below X amount is like really low and you're, you'd be underselling yourself or maybe not underselling, but under, undervaluing yourself. Um, and so at that point I was like, you know, I'd done the same math with the actual numbers I'd been given and I was like, okay, so it didn't really make a lot of sense originally because if we're just going off of, you know, the hypothetical numbers um, that if I was getting paid um 3750 um per hour for five students in order to run the class so that's minimum what i'd be making and so um if we multiply that by six um it'd be 225 dollars um for the six hours for the five students which based off of you know depending on certain circumstances and like these like you know fake numbers that we're working with like that's not bad um but definitely not in my experience and what i what i understand from other teaching artists that's not that's not where the normal rate should be um and i know people might be like oh but like $37 an hour, like that's so awesome. Like, you know, people wish they could be making that much. And yes, I do agree, $37.50 an hour is a lot. Um, but when you're thinking about there's only one class and it's only going for one hour um, a week and it's, you know, I get $37.50 every week for one hour's worth of work, but multiplying that times four, that's like $150 for the month. Um, so yeah that's kind of just like the gist of what's going on and just sort of like an example of how that compensation model might work and i had never seen that compensation model before and i was like 
huh, that is so interesting. Like, it wasn't bad because, like, when you first look at it, you think almost, oh, like, that, like, the potential to make a lot of money is there. Um, and, like, sort of that's where your brain goes first. But then you're like, oh, but I have to meet, like, this minimum of, like, five students or this minimum of three students. And it doesn't sound like it should be hard, but, you know, I'm not too familiar with, like, the marketing side of things. But I imagine a lot of work goes into the marketing of these classes and all that stuff. So... Um, I was looking over the contract. I did the math out with all the numbers that they gave me. Again, the numbers that I was using earlier were hypothetical. And it came out to something like, I think it might have been less than $30. I can't remember for sure because I did the math a long time ago. And I was like, you know, is it really something that makes sense for me to drive, you know, 30, 40 minutes away on a Saturday um, on Saturdays, um, to make, you know, like less than X amount of money, like, does that really make sense for me? Um, because, you know, you do have to consider, like, how far are you driving? Like, that's a big part of it. Um, and it doesn't really make sense to drive, like, you know, three hours for maybe, like, $90. Like, that's not what, you know, I'm dealing with, but just an example. So that's the backstory. (laughs) Um, And I was talking to, um, you know, other teaching artist friends. I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, like if this is going to work for me, because there are other sort of um, places in the area that I could teach that would pay me more that are like, you know, like a 10 minute walk from me. Well, not not a 10-minute walk, but, like, maybe a 10-minute bike ride for me. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then everyone said to me, well, negotiate with them. And for for a second, I was like, what do you mean negotiate with them? I have never negotiated with anyone ever before about, like, you know, contract stuff. And they were like, you know, that's fine. But if you want to get, like, you need to get paid what you're worth. So go get paid what you're worth. And I was like, okay, yes, yes. Um, I'm going to go do that. Now, a couple things have happened here. Um, I've always been, I don't know, not weird with money, but as far as like asking someone for more money um, and like negotiating in that sense, I've not, not, I don't really do it. Um, I know that's like a big thing um, that they say that uh, women more so then men might be more, might be less inclined um, to ask for more money. And, you know, that's just like, you know, speaking very like, like that's not a very general thing because you have people who who like don't necessarily identify as a man or as a woman. And there's just, you know, basically that's sort of what they say, which I personally think isn't 100% accurate. But I do think that there are certain personalities out there who are more inclined to ask for more money. And there are certain personalities out there, like me, doesn't necessarily have to be a woman, um, but who maybe don't feel as inclined or might even feel intimidated to ask for more money. And I think from an artist standpoint, especially, you know, especially when we're starting out, it's like, you know, you hear, oh, you'll never make money as an artist, or, oh, you're not gonna like get paid to do this, or you're not gonna get paid to do that. Um, 
when we have the opportunity to get paid for our art, we're just so excited that there's something there. We just like take it and we don't even really think about it. Otherwise, we just take it we're like, yes. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that every artist goes through a certain point where it's like, oh, like this isn't super sustainable for me and I need something where I can make a living and I can support myself off of what I'm doing. And I think every artist gets to that point eventually. So it kind of goes back to in the beginning, we're maybe not as, um, we don't maybe don't think about it in that way. We just think, oh, like this is something that I can do um, and you're gonna pay me for it and you're gonna pay me more than you know maybe what I'm working at like a minimum wage job or something like that yes um, and while that might be true keeping in mind that you know your job that pays less than maybe teaching a class you still have more hours there like if you only have a couple hours teaching these classes at like you know forty dollars an hour but you have like 20 hours working for like twelve dollars an hour like the math just sort of like you're going to be making more at that other job Anyways, um, but I think that we as artists, because of that, we almost feel like negotiating might run the risk of us losing that particular, um, that particular contract or whatever it is. And I understand that because I've definitely been there, um, but I've, I've gotten to the point in my life and in my career where it's like, no, I'm not going to undervalue myself. I'm not going to undervalue the work that I've done. I'm not going to undervalue the expertise that I bring to the table. I'm not going to undervalue just, you know, like my talents as an artist. And I think that, you know, in like when starting out, we sometimes do undervalue ourselves because we just want something and we don't want anyone to take it away from us. And yeah, I get it. Like, it's scary when you really want something and you have something like in like, you know, like right there in front of you and you don't want to do anything that might have it like be taken away. I get that. But we also need to recognize within ourselves that we deserve to be paid a competitive, a competitive rate for our expertise. Like we are very like specifically we have like a niche audience that we serve and it's not like anyone can just walk off the street and be like okay let's do finances for actors specifically like accounting for actors specifically that's so niche that's so specific like there are accountants out there that only do taxes for actors and for artists because of just how crazy it is and dealing with like you know the w-2s and the 1099s and the different states like a normal regular CPA doesn't really deal with that. They just deal with, you know, someone who has um, a W-2 in this one job. They don't have to deal with all like these extra things. And it's the same thing with teaching acting and teaching, you know, theater. It's so incredibly, you know, niche. And because it's niche and because you are an expert, then you need to be paid for you know, for your time, you need to be compensated fairly. Like, think about it this way. There are people out there who will pay for, uh, let's, let's do piano. So there are people out there who will pay for piano lessons, right? And then there are people who 
Um, maybe if they're still in school working on, I don't know, their masters in performance and piano, maybe they're charging, maybe they're charging for piano lessons. Um, I don't know what the going rate is, but when I took piano lessons, um, from my old piano teacher who has unfortunately passed away, um, I think we were paying something like $15 for half an hour, something like that. Or maybe it was $30 for half an hour. I really can't remember. It was a long time ago. But it was like, you know, a pretty good, pretty good deal that we were getting there. Whereas, um, I mean, I, I don't think that someone in doing piano performance would charge that rate. I feel like it'd be more. But then let's say that you have someone who teaches piano um, at a university level. And in order to do lessons with them, uh, you have to pay $60 for the hour. $70 for the hour. I myself have paid $75 for a one hour voice lesson. And I paid that for like a year and a half because I knew the value that I was getting from my teacher. And I knew that they knew their stuff and I wanted to learn from them because they were at a point where I wanted to be. Um, and yeah, I was like $75 is a lot of money, but you know what, this is what I want and this is, you know, I'm valuing this. So yeah, I will pay what you are asking. Granted, um, I was only seeing, um, I was only going to like, uh, the voice teacher like twice a month. So it like, wasn't, it was still, it was like a decent amount of money, but it wasn't, you know, like I was going twice a week or anything, but back to the negotiation part. So <laughs> Oh my gosh, guys, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. Um, so what I ended up doing was I sent an email back, very professionally worded, and I was like, basically the gist of it was like, hey, this is normally what I charge personally for my private students. I understand that, you know, operating budgets, especially after COVID, are not what they used to be. Um, is there any way we can do this, this, or this and this? And, you know, she got back to me and she was like, hey, um, like, unfortunately I can't do this and this, but what I can do is this. And it was negotiated and we both, um, ended up with a, an agreement that made us both happy. Um, and when you're negotiating, it's always important to be like super professional and it's important to be professional because you just, especially in, I feel the theater world and maybe just the artistic world. Uh, circles run very small and you're going to run into a lot of people and it's always good to be professional in these manners because you don't want to leave a sour taste in anyone's mouth um, because they will remember that and then they won't want to work with you if they remember you being difficult. Um, but yeah, we sort of negotiated and then we ended up with an agreement that I was fine with, that they were fine with, and the um, paperwork for the um, the addended, is that what it's called? The redone contract should be coming through soon. So that being said, negotiating and knowing your worth is something that I feel all artists slowly learn and slowly, like there'll be a point in their lives where they're, where it's like, no, like I'm worth this much money. Like my time, my skills, my expertise are worth this much money. If you don't see that value, then that's okay, but I unfortunately will not be able to um, to work with you. And that's that's okay. Like, if someone came to you, and actually I've sort of been experiencing this a little bit when I'm looking for auditions and casting calls, 
Um, I've seen casting calls where, you know, they are asking you to drive like three hours, like out of like from the general like metropolitan area. Um, and they're not going to compensate you for your time. Sometimes they compensate you for gas. Um, but, you know, once upon a time, I, I've done those and I would have done something like that. But now I'm like, okay, like, is it, does it make sense for me to spend six hours total driving to do this project and essentially not be compensated in any way for it? You know, other than like, um, like having a reel or footage from a reel or my favorite if you could tell that was sarcasm in my voice, this is not my favorite. Um, IMDB credit, like that's cool. IMDB credit doesn't pay the bills. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like that. You sort of learn what you're willing to accept. And um, if, if you let people offer you contracts that are sort of undervaluing your particular um, worth as far as like, you know, your expertise, goes um, professionally and this isn't just like actors these are artists of any kind like writers um, painters people who make pottery like that is something that you know people are gonna sort of give what they think is appropriate but if you know that your time is worth more than that then it is totally okay to like say hey this is actually what my rate is and see what happens and you know sometimes you might have to walk away from these, you know, from these opportunities. And I would say most of the time you will know like in your gut if walking away is like the choice that makes sense. I know for me personally um, that there are certain things that I'm willing to walk away from and I'll be okay with it and certain things. And I'm like, no, that's totally fine. And you have to decide for yourself at the point in your life where you are, what's going to make sense for you. But just keeping in mind that it's always okay to negotiate and it's always okay to ask for what you're worth. Like this is your permission from me to tell, you know, your clients, to tell a company to to ask what you are worth because you are worth the amount you are asking for. And if someone can't pay it or they say that they can't pay it, then, you know, there's always room to negotiate and negotiating is okay. Asking for more money is okay, especially if you're the kind of person like me who's not used to asking for more money. It is okay if you're given a contract and you think that, you know, they're lowballing you and they're undervaluing you to say, hey, I am worth this much, like my time is worth this much, like per hour or per class or whatever. So um, is there something we can work out? Um, and also like working for, like not working for, but like working out negotiations and like that kind of script that you might need to have. It can be a little daunting. It can be a little, you know, just a little like, oh, well, how do I word this in a way where I'm asking to be paid what I'm worth, but not sounding like rude. Um, there are scripts out there. There are pieces of like, you know, um, temp there are templates out there. I created my own template. I would be totally um happy to share with you guys but yeah just if anything that you've taken away from today's episode is that negotiating is a like it's always a possibility you are always able to negotiate your contracts now these contracts are mainly 
or this particular episode is mainly focused on like teaching contracts. Um, I've never had a negotiation contract wise as far as like a show goes. Um, so this is mainly for just like, you know, teaching or if someone's asking you to use your skills and knowledge and expertise to share with other people, like that's teaching. So that's mainly what this particular um, episode is centered around in those kinds of contracts. Um, and of course, I live in the Washington, D.C. area. It's a very, I would say very, like, in certain places, very affluent. So rates might vary depending on your region. But if you still feel like you're being undervalued no matter where you are, then you can always negotiate. You can always ask um, for something that you feel is more appropriate and fair. It's totally okay. It's totally normal. And I want you guys to go get paid what you are worth. Okay, guys, that is all I have really on um, that particular experience subject topic. Um, I do want to um, make clear that the negotiation process I had with the company that I ended up negotiating with, they're a really great company. Um, and this was the sort of the story that inspired it all. But um, I just do want to make clear that they are a fantastic company and they were really willing to negotiate with me, which just proves that, you know, they're they're really good. Um, really good people and really good to work with and I'm excited for that particular um, That particular event Okay, guys, thank you so so much for listening to today's episode. Um, it would mean a lot to me if you would uh, Rate this episode comment on it subscribe to the podcast that would mean a lot to me and um, If you would like to chat more about negotiations if you would want any pointers have any questions feel free to DM me at artistically bold life over on Instagram and Before I go today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group empowering artists in business If you are an artist of any kind looking to monetize your skills come join us there. We would love to have you Thank you guys so, so much for listening and I'm excited for the next episode and I will see you then.